This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. As you know, I'm Taylor Danielle, and if you don't, I'm Taylor Danielle. Welcome if you are new here, and if you are returning, welcome back. Glad to have you guys here on another day, another, another week, and you know it's uh it's checking along. It's it's really surprising how quickly this year has already gone by. I. I, I I can't even fully wrap my head around it because it's just like, wait, wait, we're already about to be in 2022 and I'm trying my best to be very, very grounded in the present of like today's today. 2022 is still quite a ways away, but um, yeah, time time is flying and it's crazy. But aside from that, today I really wanted to touch on, you know, how to stay motivated as you're treating your diabetes, because we all know that this is a condition that is just not something that, you know, just goes away. Right. And especially for my insulin dependent folks, it's just kind of like it's here. Um, and so the, it's it can be so easy to kind of fall into a rut to deal with burnout. Um, diabetes burnout is such a real thing and we should definitely pay attention to it. Um, so it's kind of like Let's figure out a way of, of how we can keep at it, even if it's not, and I say motivated, um, but I don't mean in this like pep rally type way, you know, where everybody's just high energy and you just got to keep going. And, you know, um, sometimes it's just like doing the the right next step, right? So how do you stay uh, in a frame of mind to just take the right next step, right? Um, and I think something that we should think about is having self-compassion in moments uh, where we feel a little bit tired and starting to experience some burnout because, you know, it's hard when you have to think about this subconsciously, at least, you know, all day, every day, and you're trying to still navigate your life um, to the best sense of normal as possible, right? But the thing about it is, you know, by figuring out ways to stay motivated, by figuring out ways to stay um, in stride of taking the, you know, right next step for yourself, it creates um, a system of, you know, deeper self-care, in my opinion, um, and allows us to continue to push forward and, you know, navigate our diabetes as best as we can while still really enjoying the other 90% of our life. I consider diabetes to be like 10, I might even give you 20% of, of life that you have to kind of pay a little bit more attention to, but for the most part, it should not consume your life, right? Or at least we're trying not to. So I want to talk about a couple of things that I think have been help helpful for me on how we can do just that. So with that being said, let's do it. Perfect. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up, guys? I'm Taylor Danielle, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, 
together, we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. Minus the entanglements, though. So let's do it. All right. So how do you stay motivated when you're dealing with a condition that sometimes doesn't even let you sleep (laughs) and is all surrounding what you eat and, you know, how you move and all of that? And it's definitely a challenge and it can be what feels like just consuming of everything because there have definitely been moments, especially when I started taking my diagnosis more seriously, where it felt like all day, every day, this is all I think about. This is all I'm I'm managing, you know? And it can be very easy to almost be obsessive on how you're taking care of yourself. But I have found that certain things have helped keep me motivated in a way that is enough for me to, you know, stay on track with things, but not so much to where it's overwhelming. And the overwhelming piece is, I think, the part that feels like, you know, I got to really just, oh man, like everything, like every, every minute of every day (laughs) is, you know, I'm thinking about my diabetes, but I think it's, it's easier um, when you start to give yourself some room to not have to do that and, and to do it at a safe level where you're not putting yourself in danger by not thinking about it, but it's not so much at the forefront of your mind that it's all you can think about and everything else kind of just goes to shit. Right. (laughs) So, um, I guess the first thing that I want to point out that's been helpful for me is having a support system and it can look like so many different ways. Um, it can look like, you know, a therapy, right? It can look like uh, finding the community. So um, there's different apps and things that are out now where, or Facebook groups, uh, and I'd be very strategic about the Facebook groups that you join, right? But find a support system, find a place where you feel comfortable and confident to share your story and share what you're going through and share, you know, um, how you're feeling because it is very easy to bottle these things up sometimes and kind of implode. So whether that's a friend, family member, community, whatever, figure out a support system because they can also, you know, kind of keep you, um, keep you afloat, right? Of like, hey, you know, I totally uh, empathize with the fact that you are going through this, but hey, don't, don't let it like completely consume you or whatever, right? But me having a support system has really, really been a huge piece of me being able to continue moving forward. Even if it's just like me telling my partner, like I had a really rough night and I'm just trying to take it slow and take it easy. So like, forgive me if I'm not, you know, gung-ho or in your face or or if I'm a little quiet today Um, and him respecting that and him understanding, you know, hey, I get it. Sometimes you have... Uh, off days, nights, mornings, whatever. Um, and I'm here for you if you need something, right? So the second thing that I've been doing that has been such a, a deep explorative thing, and it's been going on for a while. And I feel like this is one of those things that is constant and ever changing and evolving. Um, and that's Practicing, you know, appropriate self-care. Sorry, guys, there's 
Okay, y'all. Just 2.5 seconds. Gnats. I hate them so much. I don't understand why they want to fly straight into your face. Like you can fly anywhere, but you're flying straight into my face. Um, I don't know if it's my plants um, and I've got like mosquito bits and stuff to, to prevent them from laying in things, but I've had like three rounds of gnats and I've got little, like a trap and everything that and it's, it's working and it's kind of gross how many are like in there, but I'm taking my trash out regularly. I'm checking my plants regularly. And it's still like they just still somehow show up. And they're too small. Like I almost bought one of those like electric fly swatter things. But they're too small. They go right through the little. Or I need to find one where the holes are tiny. Because everywhere. And there's just one, one little one in here that is just right in my face. Anyways. Sorry. I just, I just had to talk about that. Because... Jeez. So self-care. Self-care is something that I've been practicing deeply and I know it is it is everywhere <laughs> online. It is it is, you know, heavily talked about. It is heavily brought up. There's all kinds of coaches and programs and all these things. But there's you know, it, it's a valid thing to discuss. But I think the biggest thing that I've had to do is understanding self-care that works for me. And I think a lot of people tend to think that practicing self-care means taking the whole day off and having to do like all these spa treatments and things like that and massages or whatever. And that's simply not the case. Um, I think self-care society is one of the best spaces where I've truly learned how to take care of myself and how to have those moments for myself. And it doesn't have to be an all day long affair. If you're not familiar with Self-Care Society, I highly recommend it. Um, it is an online membership where there are classes going on all day, every day. Um, and they're 30 minutes, so they don't take up a whole lot of your time. And each coach that they have uh, on the platform provides a certain level of expertise in terms of self-care. And Danica Breisha is the founder um, and owner. And I think when I took one of her master classes at one point that you know, she mentioned something that really stuck out on me is like self-care is being able to just take a moment to yourself. Like it's not this long, expansive thing. So if that's just like pushing back from the desk for 60 seconds and just taking some deep breaths, if that's going for a walk, if that's fueling my body nutritionally, um, if that's, um, you know, setting boundaries, you know, there's so many different ways to show yourself self-care and self-compassion. So having a self-care practice of some sort has been really helpful for me. And a lot of times my self-care, you know, thing, especially when I'm, I'm having a, a rough time with my, my diabetes, it's as simple as giving myself permission to lay in bed. Or if, if I can't necessarily lay in bed all day, right, um, sleeping in a little bit. Because, again, I'm up pretty early and I try to be up early so I can be intentional about my mornings and my day. But sometimes I just need to sleep a little bit longer and just lay there a little bit longer and um, ignore the 530 alarm and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, all of that are acts of self-care. Now, I also recognize for myself my mental state of like, am I laying in bed all day because I'm trying to avoid something or, you know, 
uh, things like that. But even so, I think we often see those types of actions as as bad when really it's like it's something that my body just needs. You know, if I need to just lay down and allow my body to rest and allow my mind to kind of just um, wander and, you know, um, do things that just feel right for me, then that's okay, you know, because that might be what I needed in that moment. Um, so, you know, self-care is truly an important factor to being willing to push through for the next day, being willing to um, make the right decisions for whatever you're eating that day, um, be able to, you know, I, I know, I know y'all better feel me on this, but be willing to just even scan the damn sensor or prick your finger just to see where you're at, even though you're kind of nervous about it. You know what I mean? Like, we have to find ways to allow ourselves grace and space and as much self-compassion as possible. Um, and that pushes me through to the next moment or the next day in managing my diabetes. Um, so, you know, know that that's, in my opinion, a, a very important step. And, you know, let me know what some of your self-care practices are. Um, it looks different for everybody. Some people, self-care is going for a run. You know, self-care is, um, you know, therapy. Self-care is, um, you know, cutting off all social media and having a media-free night so you can just be away from the screens. Like, there's so many different options. Journaling, so much. Um, dancing, you know, like, self-care can be so many different things. And it's just about bringing you back to a place of center and feeling good about moving through or even working through some of those, you know, hard thoughts and things like that. We talked about beliefs, you know, recently. So to me, that's been a huge part of staying motivated to, to push through to the next day. So yeah, let me know what some of the uh, self-care practices that you guys um, are utilizing. I'm always open to uh, different practices, forms, um, ideas, journal prompts, everything. So share uh, in the comments or, you know, in the uh, reviews, what you guys are doing. And so that kind of brings me to the last thing that I've been doing. Um, and, you know, it's not it's not a whole lot this round because it, it's very simple. I've been really leaning into simplicity. And, you know, we all know diabetes is not simple in, by any means, but if I can, you know, have simplicity in other areas of my life, and it's not perfect, you know, I'm still navigating things, but simplicity has been been huge. Um, so that's not the, the thing, but <laughs> so the last thing that like has been helping me is being flexible and willing to adapt because... I have definitely seen and experienced myself like being flexible of like, okay, I have to pivot in this way or I've got to turn this way or I've got to, you know, navigate my day in this way. Um, but I'm not going to like it, you know, or, or I'm just, I'm just mentally like not for it. Or I just, I just don't feel like it needs to be this way. Like I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to be excited about it. Right. And I had to not even had to, I am still, working through the willingness part because I am very much a person that has a plan for something, executes, and when it doesn't go according to plan, 
I don't necessarily fall apart, but it definitely bothers me. I've, I've gotten better at being flexible. I've gotten better at when I plan something, expect that something is going to go left or right, um, up, down, or all around, right? But my mindset when that happens doesn't always go with it. Um, and it, even though I'm having to adjust to this thing and adapt to this thing, my, my headspace is just off. And that can throw me and tend to stress me out, which we all know stress adds to, you know, all the things that can make your blood sugar go crazy, right? So that's why I wanted to be clear about saying being flexible and willing, because I have found in the moments where I've really just been like, okay, okay, this is how things have to flow. That's fine. It's not the greatest, but we're going to roll with it because I need to be able to keep moving forward. And I don't want to get so stuck in my head that I'm wasting time, energy, and effort. Um, and I'm not even getting to, you know, the next point that I'm trying to be in. Um, I think of two, two examples of this. Um, one, I think everybody will get, and then the other one, you know, maybe, but the first one is like the social media black hole. Um, I tried to avoid TikTok like the plague. I really did. Not because I hate on TikTok. It's just, it's a black hole. And I have found myself laying in bed, needing to get stuff done. Or, you know, I had a productive morning and I took, you know, I was taking a small break. You know, I wasn't intending to be sitting there for a really long time. I'm like, okay, let me scroll through some stuff. Let me engage with people, whatever. And then I look up and three hours have gone by. And I'm just like, when did all the time go by, right? Um, because I am so just mentally checked out that I, I just let it go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even think about it because I really didn't want to move on to the next thing that I needed to do. I really didn't want to pay attention to that. I was already bothered that, you know, I, I had to pivot in the first place. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to scroll through some stuff. And, you know, take my mind off of it. And really, I was escaping into it. And then the consequence of that looking up and I had like three hours of time that went by. And it might not be the best example. Um, something else that that has come up for me in trying to provide a better example of that is like my studio setup. <laughs> and I have worked really hard to arrange this room to be a place of creativity, um, a place of where I can like brainstorm and think, also do my recordings for, you know, the show and, and other, you know, forms of content that I'm creating. Um, but I want the furniture to go a certain way. I want things to be in a certain place. I want certain connections to happen. And it's not exactly as I planned it and I've adapted, right? But it's been frustrating because I'm just like, oh, I just really need this to go like this. Like I, I, I don't like that I'm having to put this thing here, but I need it to go like this or even with my equipment set up. Like, ah, I don't want to buy another thing, but I really need this to be like this. And so this studio has gone in phases. <laughs> So many phases. I think, I, I think honestly, I'm in like phase three where it's like, it's good where it's at. I just, A, just need to clean it. Like why is moving stuff around your house revealing how much 
crap is everywhere. And then it's just like putting it all back, especially small pieces, putting it all back in a space is so hard for me. And I don't want to talk about the rest of my apartment. It is a hot mess. But I got to a point where I'm like, okay, Taylor, this is, this is what you got. Okay. You ain't got nobody throwing thousands of dollars at you to design the studio of your dreams, right? This is what you have. And in order to get to the level of quality and things that you want, you have to work with what you have right now. Um, and so when I finally just kind of let it go in my mind that I needed it to be this perfect thing, it's very strange how suddenly things just started to fall into place as I started like moving things around and again and like, okay, how about we try this over here and how about we try doing this? And now I'm really content with where it's at right now. Sure, there's still more I want to do, but once I get it cleaned up, um, I feel good about this space that I've created for myself. And I feel the same is said or can be said about you know, staying on track with managing my diabetes. Um, you know, how easy has it been to scan or, or you know, do your finger prick? And your numbers were crazy. And you got to be flexible in adjusting for whatever that number is. But then you get so caught up in your head about how frustrating it is to have those numbers. Now feel what you feel. Don't get me wrong. But it paralyzes you from moving forward. You know, I had a night the other night where I woke up and I had some some late, you know, fast food or whatever. And I scanned my CGM in the morning and all I saw was that I had a line right outside, you know, the the blue bar uh, for, for the freestyle users, uh, meaning I was I was high. I was completely out of range. I think I was like low 200s. Right. And. I almost lost my shit. I was like, oh my God, are you are you serious? I was really just this high all night. Like, you know, did I take my meds? I think, yeah, I took my meds. Like, what is going on? And I started to spiral mentally. I started to freak out because I'm just like, oh, now my whole day is fucked because I've got to reset for this. I got to think about my breakfast. I got to think about this to try to bring myself down and get even. And oh, do I even have time for workout? All these things. And then I got to this place where I'm like, you know what? It's okay. It sucks, but here we are, and I'm going to just take the right next best step to get back into a good place. And that looked like, you know, I, I recognized water hadn't been a, a big thing the day before, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to start off with just knocking out a bottle of water. Okay, I'm gonna knock out a bottle of water. All right, breakfast. Scale of 1 to 10 of how hungry you are. Because I don't know about you guys, sometimes I wake up, and everyone's like, yeah, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You've been fasting all night, whatever. And I'm just like, I'm not hungry, right? So what can I have that is going to fuel me? Because I do know that at some point, if I wait until lunch, then I'm going to be starving. And then I'm not, you know, I'm going to want to binge eat everything, right? So, okay, maybe it's uh, grabbing one of my, uh, you know, shakes or protein uh, shakes or whatever and um, doing a smoothie with it so that way I can have some, you know, some fiber and some some fat as well in there to keep me even and having that for breakfast, you know, like a coffee smoothie or something. Um, and then let's see where we go from there. You know, what snacks do I have in case if I if I start to dip 
uh, a little low before lunchtime. You know, like just being willing to accept what it is and go from there has been quite a game changer. And it's not perfect. It's not perfect every time at all. Like, you know, there are some days where I literally just fizzle out. And I, I want to say that because I know that sometimes when people share their experiences or their tips or whatever, you start having that voice in your head that's like, well, that doesn't work for me. And well, I just can't get past like, I want to be very clear. It is not perfect every time, but I am a firm believer of the 80-20 rule. I'm a firm believer that as long as most of the time I'm I'm doing it, it, it's all right if every now and then I'm like, okay, I, I'm having a fizzle out day. I'm having a day where I'm like, it's just not going to go right. And I just, I think I just need to sit here and be mad about it for a little bit and just go about my day as best I can at this point. Just, just moving through the day is a win for right now. So I want to be clear about that. But for the most part, shifting, being flexible and adapting and willing to adapt has helped me a lot, not only with my management, but in other aspects of my life. Um, but especially with managing my diabetes, because if I were to fall apart every time it wasn't going as planned, because we all know your blood sugar is not always planning with you. It's it's not, uh, not planning with you, but like, it's not flowing with you the same way that you want it to flow. <laughs> because if, if it did, you know, we'd all be sitting here with unicorns all day long, you know, chilling, right? So we have to stay flexible because we already know that sometimes you numbers just shoot up and you might not have done anything but just sat up, right? Or sometimes you start dropping and it's just like, man, I just ate and I did all the things and what happened, you know, like, so we have to be able to stay flexible and adapt and be willing to accept that this is what we're going to have to do in order to move forward. And that has helped me to just give myself so much grace and space and to give myself as much self-compassion and love as I can to recognize that I'm still a human being and I'm not perfect, right? So in essence, you know, have a support system, have someone that you can talk to or a community or a group or an accountability buddy, whomever that you can talk to, because this is a lot to manage, right? And we have to be able to express how we feel about it versus bottling it up, right? So definitely have a support system to help you navigate literally the highs and lows, okay? Um, self-care, take care of yourself, have self, you know, do self-care practices, have self-compassion for yourself as well. Um, you know, even if it's just, again, it doesn't have to be this long, extensive thing, even if it's just five minutes of stepping away from everything, turning everything off and just sitting for a second or going for a walk or, you know, um, if you do want to do the bubble bath thing, like I love bubble baths, right? Like whatever self-care is for you, which is you doing something that makes you feel good in essence, in short, um, you doing something to help you, uh, release and let go of things like do it. Um, and then stay flexible and be willing to adapt. It is something we constantly have to do because we are doing our best to try to control our diabetes and our blood sugar and, and trying to keep it um, within range. But we all know that sometimes like we just, a monkey wrench is thrown and it's it's it can derail us a bit, but we gotta be willing to just go with it 
and and flow into the next thing and keep our minds clear of anything that's going to hold us back from moving forward, right? And if we need to take a second, I always say like, hey, to have your 2.5 second freak out, but don't let it consume you. So be willing to adapt into the next thing. Um, so yeah, that's all I got for y'all this round. And I'm curious on what are some ways that you stay motivated? Because, you know, this is just my perspective on it. But the beautiful thing about this community is everybody has all types of experiences and advice um, and tips to give. So please let me know. Uh, Leave a comment if you're watching or, you know, leave it in a review. If you're listening, I would love to know um, what things that you do to stay motivated. Or you can also comment on the Instagram post for the show and, you know, let me know because I think we can all take page from somebody, right? Um, so yeah, I hope that was helpful. Um, it's it's definitely a a marathon. Diabetes <laughs> treatment is such a marathon because um, it's not over in an instant, right? So hopefully this this resonates with you in some form or fashion and can help anybody, you know, kind of get through to that that next point, right? So as you know, I'm Taylor Danielle, and I'm really grateful for y'all stopping by today and listening, tuning in wherever you are in the world. Um, Of course, if you want to keep up with all the things that I'm doing personally, you can head over to my um, personal Instagram, just Taylor Danielle, Danielle with one L, -L D-A-N-I-E-L-E. And of course, you can also follow the show. Move all the show. <laughs> and that includes Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, I try to be as engaged as I can. Um, on Instagram, that's usually the best place to find me. But if you comment on anything on Facebook and YouTube, I will definitely get back to you. Um, and then, of course, you can also listen everywhere that podcasts are available. Um, if you have the time, I know, I know, I know asking for your time is a little difficult, but if you got two minutes to spare, uh, this show needs your help. And if you want to support the show in a free way, following on the socials, but also leaving a review is extremely helpful. So if you're willing to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review or podchaser.com, because you don't have to have um, any of the logins for Apple, Google, whomever, um, you can just leave a review, you know, find the show, leave a review. And hey, be honest. You won't hurt my feelings if you feel like it's a two-star podcast. All I ask is just be critical yet respective. Respectful. Respectful. <laughs> be critical but respectful, you know. Um, if you're just going to show up to be mean, I will delete it. <laughs> but anyways, thank you so much, guys, for stopping by. I'm really excited for this week's guest as it is going to really provide more into this mindset kind of conversation and, you know, being able to support ourselves, but from a perspective that uh, we haven't had on the show before. Um, And I'm really excited to get to sit down with this guest and share her story and how she has been changing the world for parents and children um, who are diabetics. So be sure to tune in this Thursday for my conversation with Type 1 Together and... I'm just going to leave it at that. Look it up if you haven't heard of them. But uh, I think you'll have a really good time with this episode. So until then, thank you guys so much for stopping by. I hope that you have a great day, great week, um, great blood sugars, all of the above. And of course, you can always find me or me and a friend every Tuesday and Thursday. So until then, bye y'all.